What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It is Monday, which means it's time for another installment of Photo Assignments. And if you're new to the show, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I will put a playlist in the description so you can learn all about Photo Assignments and how you can participate. But today we're talking about high-angle photography. Now, this is the third in a series that I've done on camera angle. And so we started with low angle, then we did eye level or medium angle, and now we're going to do high-angle photography. And so high-angle photography and low-angle photography are the two most dramatic in this sequence here. Medium angle shots are probably about 90% of what we end up doing as photographers, but we're talking about the extremes on either side. And remember in low angle photography, it had a very dramatic effect because what you're doing when you're getting down low and shooting up is you increase the size of everything that's in the foreground and you drop the horizon and the background is less important. So it creates a sense of drama, a sense of authority at times. High angle photography is the opposite end, obviously, and it also creates a sense of drama, but it's very different because what you've done in raising the angle is now you've decreased the foreground and you've brought up the background and in some cases if you're shooting aerial photography or drone photography and you're directly over something you've completely eliminated foreground and background and you're seeing everything from overhead and so I want to look at some ways that this technique can be used to much advantage now you don't necessarily have to be in a helicopter or an airplane or flying a drone to get high angle photography it does require a high vantage point but you can also be at your regular height shooting down at something on the floor to bring emphasis in it, that too is high angle photography. It's just not as extreme in its approach. So I want to talk about the effect that that gives and some of the uses for it, but I think it's probably best if we go look at some images. Okay, so this is the third in a series that we're doing on camera angles. We originally covered low angle shooting, we have covered medium or eye level shooting, and now we are going to talk about photographing from high angles. And there is a different effect that you get from each of these. Obviously, we talked about the different dramatic effects that you can achieve with low angle photography. Eye level or medium level is probably the least dramatic, but really what medium angles are supposed to do is create that relationship between the viewer and the scene or even the viewer and the subject. And we do that with eye levels. And so are we getting the camera on the subject's eye level? We would do that in a portrait because it's going to bring in that intimacy. We want to get on the subject's eye level. But as we saw in the work of Henri Cartier-Bresson and some others as well, if you are on the viewer's eye level, which would be just average human height, then it has this way of just bringing the viewer into the scene. And so that's not really about creating high drama, but it's about that relationship. Now, what's going to happen with high angle photography is we're going to start removing that relationship and it has a different effect as well. Now, I thought I would hard be hard pressed to find street photography examples of this, but I actually found some really good ones. And so I wanted to show you these black and white images by Saul Leiter. And these are not extreme high angles. He's not shooting from an airplane or something. He's just simply up on a structure. And he's also using other techniques in here as well to create more interest. So for instance, in here, there's a technique that I refer to as subframing, where you're going to use geometry and objects that are between you and the subject to kind of further frame in the subject. So, you know, I guess right here, waiting for the moment where that individual with the hat is right in the right spot and allowing him to be framed up by the, the steel structure there uh, is one thing that draws a lot of interest to this. But the other thing you're going to notice is that when we're at these higher angles, um, you're going to disassociate yourself from the subject somewhat. First of all, we don't see their faces. We see the tops of their heads. What we're doing is we're disconnecting that from the, the, the subject. First of all, we remove their height from the equation. We can't really 
tell if they're dominating or you know what kind of figure they are but it's removing us but it is creating a, a, a certain emotional impact with the situation um, some of these are real interesting too now this is not really a high level shot is in other words he's not clear up in the air but the way he's shooting down at the individual the guy's got his head down there's a sense of despair that happens in this image again with these guys with the hats it's very anonymous at times and then a color one that I really like is this one with the umbrella where we have emotion there but we've removed ourselves from the subject somewhat and so these are I think fairly unique examples and of course Saul was an amazing photographer and one of the reasons that he's enormous influence on me is he is very unique in that that sense and so you don't see this as much in street photography but this is an example where you can get the effect now another photographer that I want to look at the work of is a gentleman named William Garnett who I have talked about in the show before but it has been a while and Garnett is very interesting because he got an art degree from Art Center in Pasadena out in Los Angeles uh and then trained to be a pilot. And he was one of the first people to really do aerial photography as somewhat of an art form. And he flew a Cessna airplane and he was able to make images. Now, when these images first came out, they were kind of billed as, as abstract photography because at that time, people were not used to looking at the world from these angles. Not everybody had been on an airplane necessarily that wasn't as, as commercially accessible as it is today. And so this was a really different and unique way of seeing the world or landscapes in general. And these are wonderful. There's rows of houses. And there's another one that is looking down on water with birds flying over it. And they, they end up with an abstraction quality because, again, it's a new viewpoint. It's a different viewpoint. And it's from that high angle vantage that we have uh, much more of the scene, less of the foreground. And we take it all in as a whole. Another photographer who did similar work was a gentleman by the name of Jamie Stillings. Uh, another, you know, obviously aerial shot. But because the angle is so extreme and it's something we're not used to seeing that it's very geometrical and pattern and it's kind of upon further looking that we see that it is indeed just shot from overhead so that's a very different effect that that he has on landscape photography in general another photographer i find the work of who's very interesting is jay mazel who is a new york photographer He's probably best known. He shot the cover of the Miles Davis album, Kind of Blue, and uh, he has been around for a long time and a fabulous work. And he has these wonderful shots, a lot of New York, that are these very dramatic landscapes. Now, you can be in a tall building for something like this. You could be in a helicopter, but they're seeing the world from a view that is not standard. And of course, we're not down on eye level right now, so there's no people in this shot. We're not experiencing this necessarily considering the viewer's vantage point or who's looking at the photo. We're showing them something is unusual. Another one of the Statue of Liberty. Uh, some of these become abstract and, and just these beautiful studies in color. Another guy I want to look at is Emmett Gowen, who is somebody that I have not talked a lot about on this show, and you may not know his name. Uh, incredibly brilliant photographer um, and teacher. Uh, Sally Mann was one of his students, and he has a very wide range to the work he does. Um, there's a lot of stuff that are people studies that are more in the vein of what Sally Mann has done as well, but he had, has this way of viewing landscapes from above, too. So again, aerial shots. Um, and this was part of a series looking at uh, environmental deterioration of the planet but you know this giant crater the other one was a uh, I believe a nuclear facility um, on the river and so anyway it's a very different way of looking at this Mount St. Helens for instance 
And, uh, you know, so this is what he does with high angle landscapes. And I think that's that's very different because if you consider in the history of landscape photography, um, unless you're on a mountain, most shots are done, you know, from the ground and from viewer height. And so these have a whole new dimension to them uh, because it's a way of shooting that we're we're capable of doing now. Another individual I want to look at is Gregory Crudson. And most of you know his work from uh, these highly dramatic cinematic um very narrative types of works that he does. They're like movie sets and the way he sets up and lights these. And he creates a lot of drama generally from medium angle viewpoint now, but his first series of work that he became known for was a series called Hover that were black and white shots that, that, they they show a scene and they were taken from a cherry picker in a small town, I believe in Massachusetts. But you can see in these, each one of these has a scene set up that's telling you some kind of story. Maybe it's an obvious story of what's going on. Maybe it leaves it way open for interpretation. But again, when we get off of the ground, we get rid of the foreground and it brings an overall um, intake for us in terms of how we perceive the the scene in front of us. And so the way he uses that to tell some kind of story uh, within, something bizarre, something that makes you wonder what's going on in the picture. Some of his color works like that too. The, the bus crash, for instance. This would be a very different shot if it were shot from low angle or even medium angle. This almost has to be up high because it's taking in so much. Anyway, I think Gregor Crudson is absolutely brilliant, and um, I love that period of work, the really early stuff that he did. Another photographer that is very contemporary I want to talk about is Vincent LaFerre. He is a Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer, worked for the New York Times, and he has been known for a lot of these aerial things that he does from helicopters this is one of my favorites these ice skaters and we see them from the shadows that they create on the ground so again this is a shot that wouldn't work at eye level or low angle um so anyway, another one of the boats that I think is interesting, this is um, Bryant Park, and these are extreme aerials. So there's something that I guess today, I mean, these are just a few years old, but today you could get these with a drone pretty easily. Um, but these are done from helicopter, and this is Coney Island. Um, I think they're absolutely brilliant. I'm going to end with this one. This is also Vincent LaFerre. This was not done from a helicopter, but this is a very vertigo-inspired <laughs> um, photograph here. But this is uh, two guys that are cleaning an antenna uh, in New York. And what makes this work is the way that they're leaning out from the building. So if you didn't see those buildings in the background, you would, for all intents and purposes, think of this as eye-level shooting. This combines two of those because they're at eye level, but then we are thrown off by seeing those buildings in the distance in the background. And it's a very striking, almost disturbing image. If you're remotely afraid of heights like I am, this becomes very difficult to look at for long periods of time. But again, this is a way you can mix angles up and be very creative with them. Uh, this this might not work as well with a longer focal length. You almost need those buildings to lean upwards a little bit so you get that sense of depth. And I think everything is done right here. And I think Vincent LaFerre is, is brilliant at what he does. So that is a quick overview of high angle and some aerial shooting. But I also wanted to include uh, Vince LaFerre in here and then particularly Saul Leiter because I think he brings that to street, which is a very different approach than what you see from most street photographers. I want to say a few things about photo assignments. First of all, I'm really happy with how this has been going. I think it's a really great opportunity for us to engage as a community and come together and be working on things. And I'm really happy with the work that's being turned in and I'm really excited about the project as a whole. That being said, I did have someone who left a comment in the video last week who expressed a slight frustration that within 
30 minutes of the video being posted for the next assignment, there are already people turning in work. And I agree, this is supposed to be an opportunity for us to experiment, try new things, give ourselves permission to fail, as I said a few videos ago. And that's ultimately what I would like this to be. Now, obviously I have no way of knowing, but I would discourage you from taking the topic of the assignment and just going up and digging up old work from four years ago and posting that as something new. Um, Again, I, I don't think we've had a problem in the work that I've shared on the show, and I don't think it's a problem overall, but just remember that is what the idea behind photo assignments is. It's a, it's a reason to push yourself, it's an opportunity, it's, um, it's a chance to try something new. So I just wanted to lay that out there because somebody did make a comment, and I do agree with that, and that is the fair thing to do. Um, anyway, I'm really happy with how everything's going, and I want to try high angle for this next week. So remember, you can share your images on social media for Twitter, and. Instagram. Use the hashtag photo assignments. And if you're on Facebook, you can reply to this thread. I keep threads alive in there and I go through all of them when I start culling out stuff that we can feature on the show. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, and as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the videos that I do here. Until the next one, I will see you guys then. Later.